Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. This is episode 13. Have you been paying attention? Have you been following along? Have you finally seen with very clear eyes that the media operates with one voice and one purpose? That's to divide you and me. To divide left from right. To invert right from wrong. To scramble your brain, confuse you, mislead you, so that the game can go on according to the plan it has always gone on. Divert the right-wing base, inflate the left-wing base, but at all times it's the same people doing the same trick. We have to stop it, and I know you're seeing it, and I know it's hard to ignore. As a matter of fact, I know it's impossible to ignore because many of you are now back to going after Geraldo Rivera. This dinosaur from the 80s and the 90s is a convenient guy to pop up and piss you off for a day or two. It's all about moving the story through the cycle, through the news cycle, according to a time schedule that is not yours, but the media's. By wasting our time, they increase their power. But by confusing us, they make it impossible for us to take that power back where it rightfully belongs, with we the people. Here is the point that Americans can unite around. And it is a point that is going to be easy for some to embrace, difficult for others. But right now, we really have one major force of division, and it is fueled by something called corporatism. Corporatism is the corporate way of living, the corporate way of being, the corporate way of doing. It is boring, bland, and just completely devoid of heart. But the entire media, all the personalities, many and the majority of the TV shows, many of the movies, a lot of literature, it's all secretly bumping you towards embracing corporatism as the way. We're in a brand war that is ridiculous. You have Chinese consumers who lured the United States corporations over and, you know, with our losers, as Trump would say, in government who didn't have the foresight to see where this could go, uh, allowed it to happen. And so all these brands have tasted the world's largest middle class. You've heard me say that before. Well, they've tasted it. They were drawn in from Hollywood to Coke to Volvo. It doesn't matter what the brand is on a global scale. It wanted to participate in taking money from the Chinese people who suddenly had some to spend. But really, all those brands and all that manufacturing and all that know-how being brought to China was simply to completely unpack the way the businesses work so that China could move away from being a manufacturer of poorly made goods to being a brand empire of intellectual property. And so we get attacked by Coke or Pepsi or Major League Baseball or whoever it is that decides not to side with the American people simply because of contracts, relationships, money-making potential they have in China. But the rug was pulled out from under many of these people, particularly Hollywood, who no longer has really an audience in China that wants to see its movies. Next will be the abandonment of of Coca-Cola. After that will be the abandonment of 
of whatever next brand we think is the coolest thing Americans ever created, the Chinese will create a new version of it, their own version of it, and those 1.4 billion Chinese consumers will make those brands global leaders. Those brands will be tied to brand-based storytelling. Our entire system, everything we do as Americans, has been stolen by China. China couldn't do it on their own. They had to let us do it. They can remain communist and have a, a grip on their people, on freedom, on thought, social credit, all these ridiculous strings that come attached with being a Chinese citizen. But our brands and the stories that made them compelling were all tied to our freedom and our liberty. That only started to change when those brands got brought to heel by a communist government. So when you are quick to defend a brand from the United States or attack one because it uh, disappointed you in the way that it didn't stand up for what you believe in, that's not a fight you're going to win. You need to stop right now. Those brands are listening to only money, and they want money to survive. Everything is top-heavy in America. Hollywood is top-heavy. All of our corporations are top-heavy. The only thing that's not top-heavy, the only thing that's free, is us, us people, who don't have giant corporations that we work for who are independent and able to create with our own hands, with our own hearts, with our own eyes. We can use our tools. We can see what our fellow citizens need, and we can make it anew. We're never going to defeat 1.4 billion people at making a brand so powerful and so rich that it enriches our lives and hires locals. The, Reverne, the Laverne and Shirley world is over. There's no schlemiel schlemazel. There's just Communist Party talking points that must be reiterated and repeated to survive in a closed-down society. And this is why the folks in our government are also incredibly dangerous right now. They would love to tie this country up the same way China tied up its country. They would love to have the people addicted to brands, addicted to pleasure, addicted to buying endless, pointless things so that the power could remain in the hands of a few. That communist power structure that is a little bit capitalist, but a whole bunch communist and completely anti-human, anti-freedom, anti-liberty, is like a shining red ruby that some folks in our country see as the ultimate way to reach the future. We have to show them differently. The future is not going to be automated and robotic. Maybe some of the future systems, maybe we send robots out into space, but there's, there's no future where humanity is completely wiped out and we just become consumers. That is as close as you can get to the matrix as possible. Think about it. You're in a cocoon of products. You're surrounded by misinformation. But you're not really breathing air. You're not really living life. You're not really touching the mystery and seeing things that are moving you in a way that makes you consider the big questions. Instead, it's brand warfare. 
politics, identity politics, false information to make you panic for one week, replaced by more false information to make you panic the next week. Breaking out of this bubble, removing the mask, taking the the red pill, as people say, must be done on a daily basis until the table is reset. It's got to be your daily reminder. You have to wake up every day and say, what I see on the television and what I read on the internet is mostly false. But what I see in my fellow Americans' eyes that I encounter at the grocery store, on the way to work, at the office, that's the truth. Those interactions are true. The false interactions are vaporware that happen in the vapor space of online agitation. Don't fall for it. Instead, we have to really get creative. Start creating. Create, create, create. If you spend eight hours creating something, even if it's never going to see the light of day, but you just bettered your skills in some way, maybe it's woodworking, maybe you roast coffee, maybe you're a gardener, maybe you know how to build uh, robotics, maybe you're a computer programmer, whatever it is, you have to reposition your mind into thinking that you're rebuilding America because guess what? You are. We have to. The writing is on the wall. The corporations hate us. The politicians want that power. And we have to show them that we reject it by embracing each other against corporatism. Understand this, Americans. We used to be the country that decided the way the world goes because branded storytelling that has narrative built in sold a lifestyle. If you want to live in the lifestyle of communism, fascism, and all the isms that are bad for your freedom and bad for your heart and bad for the way of life in your entire existence, then do nothing but complain. And if you want to fix this thing, then you have to completely ignore the noise and start going about your business as if America was just founded. And we are going to relaunch our way of life through all new products, all new stories, all new personalities, out with the old and in with the new. Because by bringing in the new, we will restore the past. Because only the old are corrupt right now. Only people tied into a system that paid its biggest dividends by selling out America and selling out the American people in the American way. We don't have to accept this. As a matter of fact, I already have rejected it in my own life and I try to live by example. Buy American means not just look for a brand that's made in the USA, but buy local American. This is going to be harder for people who live in some of the cities, but for all of us out in rural America, there is somebody local who will make just about anything and probably does. Let's go and restore all the mom and pop businesses. Let's not try to restore them to their previous iteration, which was attacked and robbed by globalists. Let's restore them to something more locally focused so that the American marketplace 
is as diverse as its people. And in those new brands, and in those restored small towns, and in those communities that reflect the craftsmanship, the know-how, the love, the values of whatever community you're visiting, the regional business, whatever it is, that tapestry of different marketplaces that you can get in a car and drive to, that should be how we define diversity. Diversity isn't forcing to have five colored people, five Asian people, five white people, so that you have an equal amount of races. No, diversity should be that when I go to a town in America, there's a barbecue place, it's the local place, the guy makes his own sauce, he's the hero. That's the brand everyone buys. Yeah, you can go to the grocery store and buy some conglomerate's brand or, you know, some international thing. But go buy that local guy's sauce. Get your furniture made by the local guy who does it with his family and has does it for a, and has done it for a hundred years. That diversity will naturally bring us all together because we'll appreciate each other's creations. We'll, we'll appreciate each other's work. If you live on the Northeast, you know you can get in a car in Virginia and you can go state by state all the way up to Maine. And there's differences and there's regional differences that are apparent and there's local brands and they're wonderful. And some of them have become national brands that are still American. But if you get in a car in California at the bottom of the state and you drive to the top, it's one note the whole way. You'll pass a few meth sections, you'll pass a few, you know, really down downtrodden areas, but this, the culture is just one note from top to bottom. Now, California's always been the provider of entertainment and, and our culture. And there, there was a saying that says, you know, when it's 9 a.m. in New York, it's 1950 in California. But really, the saying is how California goes is how the nation goes. But California is no longer really representing our nation and its diversity. And instead, it's trying to force us all into its one-note, bland conformity. Reject this one-note, bland culture that California is really trying to put on the rest of us and embrace the true diversity of the creations of our people. United we stand against corporatism. United we stand against the state telling every American how they should think, feel, and what they should believe. United we stand against selling our nation out to foreign lands via our brands and the things that we all made a success here in this country. United we stand means being united against the forces that seek to divide us, no matter where or who they are.